0: So as many of you know, I recently did a review on that movie Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds and Jodie Comer, but I wanted to kind of revisit that particular movie again because there's a part of that film which recently struck me in a really profound sort of way in the context of prayer. And I just want to kind of share the fruits of that experience with the good people in cyberspace. So obviously big spoiler alert, but for those of you who haven't seen the movie, Free Guy basically revolves around this video game called Free City, uh, in the context of which this non-playable character, this NPC, played by Ryan Reynolds, uh, is named Guy. His full name is, is Blue Shirt Guy. And he falls in love with this playable character. So there's this human being in the real world, played by Joe Comer. Uh, in the real world, her name is Millie, but in the context of the game, uh, she is known as Molotov Girl. And again, a Guy falls in love with Molotov Girl, and you know things kind of go from there. Now, if you've seen the previous review that I did on Free Guy, I kind of focused in a certain sense on the Ryan Reynolds character. So basically everything I said in the context of that particular review was based on the premise of, you know, imagine you are Ryan Reynolds character in the context of Free Guy. And, uh, you know, obviously if you watch that review, a lot of spiritual insights from a Catholic perspective sort of flowed from that particular premise. But today I wanted to do something a little bit different by inviting you now to put yourself in a position uh, not of Ryan Reynolds' character, but Jodie Comer's character. And in particular to imagine yourself being the recipient of the love that is exuding, completely exuding from Ryan Reynolds' character, again otherwise known as Blue Shirt Guy. And this comes through in a really powerful sort of way in the context of this song which appears time and time again in the context of the film, simply entitled Fantasy, originally sung by Mariah Carey. So as many of you know, Fantasy is this song which came out in the mid-90s, 95, I believe, in the context of this really famous album called Daydream by Mariah Carey. And it's a beautiful song. And, and when it originally came out in the mid-90s, it, it was sung in that typically upbeat and beautiful Mariah Carey uh, sort of way. But in the context of the film, it, it slowed way down. And so it remains a love song, but it becomes a love ballad simply because the tempo is, again, slowed way the heck down. And in particular, the movie focuses on on just a couple lines in the context of the song. So the thing is, here's sort of the key to the whole reflection, right? You got to imagine Jesus himself speaking these words to your hearts as Ryan Reynolds' character speaks these words in a certain sense to Jodie Comer's character through his actions and through his overall demeanor. And so basically the lyrics kind of go like this. It's such a sweet, sweet fantasy that when I close my eyes, you come and take me it's deep in my daydreams but it's just a sweet sweet fantasy and at this point the song has a really interesting add-on in the context of this film which I don't believe exists in the context of the original song sung by Mariah Carey so after all those lyrics I just cited it ends by saying I want you so bad I want you so bad Now, if you've been following YouTube for a while, you probably noticed that Ryan Reynolds himself has this YouTube channel where he promotes different products that he's endorsing, including his various movies. And so um, just recently, or I guess shortly after Free Guy came out in theaters, um, he posted this this video focusing simply on this song, Fantasy by Mariah Carey. And basically, it it focuses on those lyrics that I I just cited, but it's also um, cut in a certain way that... Um, it shows all these different key scenes where the Ryan Reynolds character is completely captivated by the Jodie Comer character, and so um, as you might expect, there's, there's this kind of like interesting um, instrumental and lead up to the lyrics I just I just quoted. Um, in the context of which, there's these clips where you see Ryan Reynolds again just completely captivated by by Molotov Girl. So there's a scene, for example, where they're both on swings. And um, you know, Molotov girl is just like enjoying swinging back and forth on a swing set, and Ryan Reynolds' character is just looking at her like, "Wow, like she's so beautiful, she's amazing." All that implied in his look, and and perhaps more more famously, there's that really famous scene in in the context of the movie where uh, they're both on a um a motorcycle. And basically, Ryan Reynolds is driving the motorcycle and Jodie Comer is is sitting on a motorcycle facing the other way, um, shooting the bad guys as they crash through a window. So it's one of the more famous scenes in the movie. But what's interesting is that even though there's violence and danger, and again, Jodie Comer's character is, is firing bullets right by Ryan Reynolds' ears, um, his character just doesn't care, right? He's just looking at her, um, just mesmerized by her, to- totally caught up in love. Um, and it just it's indicative of the fact of, of how much he is caught up in in her as a person oblivious in a certain sense to everything else like this is his primary desire to be with her to be in relationship with her to be in a romantic relationship with her so again in the context of this video that you find on Ryan Reynolds YouTube channel you see these key scenes leading up to the lyrics that I just cited thereby giving a really powerful image or, or iconography if you will to support the underlying themes and sentiments conveyed in those words but, anyways, you know, from my perspective, being a Catholic, being a Catholic priest, um, I thought of kind of certain key themes, and I just want to kind of talk about them in no particular order. First of all, this idea of of God as love, right? So we hear in, in one of John's letters that you know God is love, right? And we typically associate it with agape love, right? This this uh, this word derived from the Greek, which denotes sort of sacrificial love, uh, typically known as as the perfect type of love. But you got to remember that God is love in a sense of every aspect of love. So. You know, we've already talked about uh, agape, but there's also storge love, like a familial love, uh, filial love, a friendship love, and eros love, which is a sexual love. And again, the whole point is that God is all four. right? He's all four. He's not simply agape. And so just to kind of walk you through it, right? So there's a certain familial love that God has with us, like divine filiation. You've heard that term perhaps many times before in the context of theology, right? So sorge love. There's also filial love, right? Christ is not just our, our father. He's also our brother. He, he calls us to be friends. So you think about the language of, of the Last Supper. And on top of that, there is Eros, right? So we don't typically associate Eros with, with the person of Christ, but it is a reality nonetheless, right? And so to use an example, think about Father John Ricardo, this American priest that I've cited many times before. He has an interesting comment on this when he talks about the notion of passion, right? So basically what it says is that the word passion has two meanings. So first of all, think about the notion of suffering, right? So the passion of the Christ, you know, that Mel Gibson movie, right? So you have a certain image of that, you know, passion as suffering. But passion also is associated with eros, right? And what is eros? A desire for, for union, which of course is the essence of sexuality. And Father John's ultimate point is that when it comes to the meaning of the word passion, both meanings of the word passion coexist in the person of Christ. Like Christ's desire for union with us is so strong, so powerful that he suffers. So think about Christ on the cross, right? Like I thirst. I thirst for what? Not simply water, not simply wine, but he thirsts for us. He thirsts for for our love. He thirsts for his love to be reciprocated. And what is that, of course, but a reflection of the words that we find in this Mariah Carey song, Fantasy. It's such a sweet, sweet fantasy that when I look into your eyes, you come and take me. Again, this desire for union. It's so deep in my daydreams, but it's just a sweet, sweet fantasy. And again, I want you so bad, I want you so bad, I want you so bad. Eros, passion, desire for union, so much so that Christ suffers in a sacred heart. One final example, just to kind of drive the point home. Think about the person of Zacchaeus, which we find, of course, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 19, right? So this short tax collector who was used to being hated, used to being despised. So everyone knows about the historical background, right? So uh, certain Jewish people were, were picked by the Roman Empire to extort from their own people exorbitant taxes on behalf of the empire. So they were seen publicly as being sinners and being traitors to their own people. So the whole point is that here's the person of Zacchaeus who is used to being shunned, used to being despised, all the more so because we hear in the gospel that on top of being the chief tax collector, he is also short. So there's all that on top of everything else. Anyways, what's interesting is that because Zacchaeus is so used to being humiliated, as a result, he has natural humility. As a result of which, he allows himself to be struck, completely struck and blown away by the offer of friendship and relationship with Christ. And so you remember what happens, right? Zacchaeus is sitting up in that sycamore tree because he's short and he just wants to get a glimpse of the one that they call the Christ. But then Christ invites him to himself, right? And so basically what he does, he, he invites himself over for dinner, right? And so he says, to Zacchaeus, I must stay at your home today. Otherwise known as, I want to be with you, your broken, sinful, short self, as opposed to your idealized self. I want to be with you right now without any sort of sense of compromise or barrier to be in friendship and relationship with you. The desire for union. I desire union with you so much so that, again, I suffer. In response to which, what does chaos do? He says to the Lord, I will give half my money to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay them back four times as much. And you see, the thing I want you to notice here is that Zacchaeus spontaneously becomes a man of love, extraordinary generous love, simply in response to the Lord's offer of friendship to him, which is kind of an interesting thing, right? Because the Lord doesn't command him to do these things. He doesn't say to him, like, look, you have to give half your money to the poor and you should you know pay back the ones you have defrauded four times as much, right? He doesn't say any of that. Zacchaeus naturally gives of himself in response to receiving the gift of the Lord's friendship. And you see, that's why this thing we're talking about today is so important, it's so foundational, because if you think about it in a certain sense, all discipleship originates from us being blown away by the offer of friendship with the Lord. And you see this up and down the Gospels, especially when it comes to the invitation to all the disciples to come follow the Lord, because what is built into that particular invitation? Not simply the idea of, you know, come be with me and and journey with me, but this idea that I, I believe that you can do what I do, and I believe that you can become me. I believe that you could become a rabbi, not unlike me. Never mind the fact that I'm a son of God. I believe you could become divinized, become a saint the whole nine yards. But again, more to the point, an important prerequisite to becoming the person that God wants you to be is to allow yourself to be completely moved in your core by the invitation by the Lord to follow him, to be in friendship with him, to become another Christ in this world. In other words, reflect on the story of Zacchaeus, and more to the point, reflect deeply on the song Fantasy by Mariah Carey, especially as it plays out in the context of this movie Free Guy. Because if you allow yourself to be struck deeply by the fact that truly God wants you so bad, that he wants you so bad, and on top of that it is truly a sweet, sweet fantasy that you be in union with him, don't be surprised that the great novelty of that insight propels you to be a person of love and ultimately to become a saint. And may God bless you all.